bollocks. Hello and welcome back to Unclassical for episode three of Wuthering Heights. It is Wuthering Heights. I had a slight panic then. I was like, uh, shit, man. What, I had to really think what are we about doing? It. <laughs> I had to really think, like, don't say Pride and Prejudice, don't say Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> don't say Pride and Prejudice. And I didn't. I just had a complete blank about what it was called. I was like, the, the Kathy book. <laughs> the Kathy book. Anyway, I am Katie. Oh, and I am Marsha. Hello, everybody. Hello and welcome back. I think in our last episode we were talking about a rather exciting thing that would be coming out. Oh, yeah. And actually, in a terms of time, by the time this is released, it's already been and gone, so yeah. moving on. Moving on, moving on. Yeah, it, that was a podcast radio. So, yeah, uh, we were on there because yeah. we're like, totally big deal. <laughs> Totally, totally. But yeah, I'll do, I'll do a little plug for podcast radio. So mm-hmm. um, they are a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week. I don't know why I had to say all the in-between bits instead of just 24-7. Hmm, interesting. Uh, radio yeah. station. We don't want to stretch it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have to stretch the content out now, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're on all the time, as you gathered. Um, and they're a platform for... So wait, they're on all the time? All the time. All the time. All the time, <laughs> every time. Um, and they're for like discovering new podcasts and stuff so you can go on there they used a phrase that i liked it was like if you're a fan of spoken media or something like that or spoken audio i was like that's a interesting way (laughs) to put it but yeah yeah yeah. if you uh want to check out new podcasts you just want to like a platform where you can get lots of different takes and stuff they're very nice to just have on plodding around in the background and they've got some great programs on there and uh anyway yeah we were like us we were on that we were on there so they must be pretty great (laughs) they clearly have some (laughs) takes exactly so uh yeah we were on there with five episodes all right, what's Katie seen? She's looking terrified. I think I saw a blackbird in the garden and it shocked me. Oh, fair enough. Right on. Um, but yeah, so that was the exciting news that we couldn't say what it was last week. But yeah, it's happened now. And we'll be releasing the episodes as well, won't we? I was going to leave this for the plugs at the end. But um, yeah, basically, guys, there were five episodes on podcast radio. Two of them were looking at the mystery of Edwin Drood. One of them was one of them was Superpod, which you've probably heard before. And the other two were looking at Jane Austen's Persuasion. So, um, yeah, basically, the four that you won't have heard before so it's the persuasion one and the edwin drood ones they will now only be available through our patreon so if you want to listen to those and you miss them on podcast radio head over to our patreon to check them out yeah they're pretty good i gotta say i gotta say i mean i am biased (laughs) no yeah, but it's, it's, it's all right. It's good stuff. It's good oh, stuff. and something else. They're available for all tiers of the Patreon. So our lowest tier, I think, is £2. And uh, yeah, so you get them with that. You don't have to pay for the highest tiers. As we are on the subject of Patreon, we have a little shout-out to do, don't we? We do, we do. We do. Uh, yes, our little shout-out is to our new pa- patron on Patreon, Karen Jane. Little round of applause Hello, for Karen. Karen. She is one of... Our middle tier, so she's one of uh, Tess's crew. Tess's crew who like to trample the twats. <laughs> we do like to trample the twats, Karen. It is, it is a good time. Yeah, and apparently you do too. So welcome to the family and thank you for all your support. <laughs> thank you very much, Karen. I hope you're having a wonderful day. <laughs> wonderful. So, uh, wonderful day. Without further ado, where were we with Wuthering Heights? <laughs> 
So we we left off last week after Kathy is being a little brat because mm. she's the worst, mm. and um, as she's showing like kind of her darker side to Edward. No, that's not his name. I got caught in Edwin's rude and started saying <laughs> Edwin, and I was like, that's not Edwin. His that's why I Edgar. couldn't think what we were doing at the beginning of this. I was like, I've said a lot of book names this week. <laughs> Literally. So she's shown her like darker side by being a brat um, to Edgar, mm. Edgar Linton. But apparently he's into it, and they are now lovers. Lovers. Oh, my God, yeah, this was the um, sadist and masochist thing. Oh. That's what we said last time. Like she started hitting the the servant, and he yeah. was like, "That's way harsh." And then she was like, "You love it," and he was like, "A little bit." <laughs> I mean, a little, but it's kind of hot, yeah. you know. Kind of into it, kind like, of whatever. Into it. What a date! Yeah, fuck you. Screw this. You want to do something sometime? <laughs> you want to do something sometime? So, so yeah, they are now a couple. Of course. Um, <laughs> of course. Um, and so she's like hanging out, having a good time, and but she's still maintaining a friend with Heathcliff, but mm. he's kind of like. He is not happy, as you can imagine, and he's still being treated like crap by Hindley and everyone. So he's he's close not having a great time. Yeah. Um, Hindley, in the meantime, has just become like a raging alcoholic and is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> um, literally, so Hindley's the, the older brother, isn't he? Hindley is the older yeah. brother, and yeah, he lost it when his wife died, oh, and yeah. ha- he now has a son called Hareton, who <laughs> Nelly, our narrator, looks after. Mm. Um, and yeah, he's just. Hindley's terrible. So Nelly's come in and he's drunk and he's asking, basically getting angry at her mm. for not tidying up the house enough. Um, even though it's like, well, you're you're all disgusting and there's one of me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you help um, out? So he gets a carving knife and holds it up to her and like he's like, put this in your mouth. What? And she's like, nah, literally. And she's like, no, it's been cutting red herrings. That's gross. And well, like, that's the reason you don't put it in issues. your mouth. He held the knife in his hand and pushed its point between my teeth. But for my part, I was never much afraid of his um, vagaries. I spat out and affirmed it tasted detestably. I would not take it on any account. These people are so fucking weird. Literally, I was like, uh, that's that's unacceptable. And Nelly, you are way too calm. Yeah, just like, doesn't taste Stabbing. very nice. It's not about the taste, Nelly. He's, He's putting a blade in your mouth. a knife in your mouth. Yeah. Threateningly. Unacceptable. Yeah. Um, then there's a bit of a funny bit when he's drunk a bit later on and accidentally um, push it, like, knocks his son down the stairs. His son's a baby. <laughs> and... And he's like, it's your fault, Ellie. Who also... Who also... Nelly is also referred to yeah. in the book as Nelly, Ellen... Eleanor and Ellie. I like to think Ellie is just when he's too drunk and he can't do the nether. It's your fault, Ellie. Well, he's called her Ellen here. Oh, Ellen. So he's got on to like, it's your fault, Ellen. It's just because he's drunk all the time. It's like, it's Nelly, whatever, Ellen. Literally. So he's knocked his kid down the stairs, but kids bounce, that's fine. Yeah, But Nelly's just like, you need to not be around your son when you're drunk because you're going to kill him. He's like, it's your fault. Why'd you let him near me when I'm drunk? Exactly. Why are you drunk? (laughs) Stop being drunk all the time. Oh, ask for things that are realistic. Literally. Um, So Kathy then comes to Lely um, and tells her that Linton has proposed to her. And at first she's a bit weird. Um, Like 15, 16? Gross! Well, that's all right. They don't get married for three years. <laughs> that's fine. There's that. There is that. Um, 
So yeah, so and before she tells Nellie what her answer was, she's like, Have I, what do you think? And Nellie's like, I don't know. What do you think? She's like, I don't know. What do you think? And it's like... Uh, do you think I'm vibing with mate. Lenton? Because, you know, the whole you hitting me in front of him, I wasn't invested in that, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, it was weird. And I kind of am digging Heathcliff, but Heathcliff's a bit gross. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. It's your life, mate. I'm, I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> like, will you be moving out soon? One less person to tidy up after? literally um so she's like so nearly's like okay do you love him and she's like yeah obvi and she's like okay why do you love him and she's like ah, because i do and she's like, that's a rubbish reason like why do you love linton and she's like i don't know he's hot mm. he's rich to be fair I think and he I does love, love me yeah he's not that hot uh, mm. weedy <laughs> personal preferences it can be weedy that's absolutely fine um <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they have like this sort of little conversation for a while, yeah. and Kathy obviously gets heated and a bit bitchy because she's a bit of a bitch. Because that's Kathy. Um, that is Kathy, and Nellie gets her bitch on. Like as we know, sometimes Nellie needs to take a bit of time off because she a bitch gets break. a bit She sassy. needs a bitch break. She does need a bitch break. Basically, Kathy's being like, I could never be happy no matter what. And she says, if I were in heaven, Nellie, I should be extremely miserable. Yeah. To which Ellen replies, Nellie replies, because you are not fit to go there. All <gasps> sinners would be miserable in heaven. Lol, that's an amazing comeback. That one is being stored in the head <laughs> for ultimate savagery. <laughs> and I was just like, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> like, I was kind of like, you know, uh, putting that out there, hoping to get a little bit of comfort back, Nellie. Like, just like, like, why would you be happy in heaven? You're an absolute cunt, babe. <laughs> Touche. Touche. I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong, but your words, they hurt. They hurt. There's a bit angel bit later on where Kathy refers to herself as a complete angel. And it's like, Kathy, have you met you? <laughs> Kathy, you're the worst. Kathy, you literally suck so much. So, um, uh, fuck, who wrote this? Emily Bronte. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Emily Bronte is like, all men suck, and people called Kathy. <laughs> Literally, like, and I hate Kathy. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling personally attacked now. So <laughs> Kathy then goes on to admit that under different circumstances, she probably would have chosen Heathcliff. Yeah. She says, I've no more business to marry Edgar Linton than I have to be in heaven. And if the wicked man in there had not brought Heathcliff so low, I shouldn't have thought of it. I would, I would, it would degrade me to marry Heathcliff now. So he shall ne- never know how I love him. And that not because he's handsome, Nelly, but because he's more myself than I am. Whatever our souls are made of, his and mine are the same. And Linton's is, a different as, is as different as moonbeam from lightning or frost from fire. So she's admitted that she is in love, that she loves Heathcliff, Heathcliff yeah. but because of like their social, social standing, class, and he's gone a bit. She's like gross. He has gone a bit gross. Also, she's he's like, like obsessed with her be. schedule. Like he needs to back up. Oh yeah, he's like creepy as fuck. But yeah. also, Linton's not great, as we learn later on. I mean, he's he's not in the same league. But... <laughs> and like again, all men in this book suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, by comparison to Heathcliff, Linton is an absolute saint, but he's pretty annoying. Yeah, well, yeah, well you don't like annoying either. I think she should marry no. neither. Go on. I think she should take some time for herself mm. and have a nice walk, you know, yeah. or maybe go see the moors. And her after, she's like, I've spent enough fucking time on the moors. <laughs> don't you dare speak to me of the moors. That fucking Cathy told me to go on the moors. I say Cathy because we used to call Katie Cathy. I understand for other listeners. That was probably confusing. <laughs> that bloody Katie told me to go on the moors and I've been stuck out there 20 years. I was really confused when you said Cathy told her to go on the moors and I was like, did she? <laughs> 
Yeah, she so Kathy and Edgar are engaged, and after a little while, Kathy is taken ill um, with like a high fever and everything. That'll so finish her she, off. That'll finish her right off. So she ends up moving into the Linton's house because it's a bit better connected. It's close to the doctor yeah. and stuff. Um, so she, and like you know, she knows them ever and everyone there. Um, but her illness promptly kills Mister and Missus Linton Senior. <gasps> Savage. Corona, isn't it? Like, if I go down to the pub, yeah, I might get it. I'll be fine. But lol joke, it'd be a bit awkward when I kill all my boyfriend's family off. That that is quite Literally. so like the dinner party to come back from. Like, yeah, so she's she's killed her fiance's parents. So it's off to good. a cracking start. Yeah. So that's that's going great. Um, and she never fully recovers from the illness herself. And the doctors say she shouldn't be argued with unless it fire her up because everyone knows women must be kept demure at all costs. All costs. Um, we must never let them get hysterical. I was going to say when I was like, oh, this fever would finish her off. Or I was going to say, you read about it in books sometimes. And like, And they had a fever when they were nine and were blind ever since. You're like, what the fuck kind of fever was this? Like, <laughs> she's been deaf since she was four from the fever. Like, like Jesus. Like, who knew? I mean, it's Victorians, isn't it? You can't do anything can't do with them. Anything They're very with fragile them. people. Just burn up. <laughs> and if they get like a slightest little scrape on their knee, they get sepsis and die yeah. from that. Like, what Honestly, happened to your like, arm? Oh, I pricked my finger on a needle when I was three. One? Why are you playing with needles at three? That's when we start work. Oh, fair. Um, oh, fair, fair. Oh, fair, fair. Two. What? Like, where is your arm? <laughs> and that's Victorians for you. Yeah. They're, um, they're a fragile people. Frail bunch. And are, are we going the same way? Now that we're like, you know, antibiotics are losing their potency. We're having killer viruses. <laughs> I was going to say that's why the Victorians died out, but they didn't. Oh, they yeah. just evolved into Edwardians, didn't they? Like, But it's not like that when Victoria died, all Victorian people <laughs> died too. People don't realise that because most people, uh, everyone our age has had the same queen their entire lives. But when your queen or your monarch dies, all of you have to die. You're allowed no, to keep are, babies we, alive. We're basically phoenixes. We're just reborn from the ashes. <laughs> I saw this thing on TikTok the other day about what a haggis is, and it's these two Scottish girls, yeah. and they were like, um, "Oh yeah, we've I won't do the accent, but like we've had a lot of um, questions about um, what a haggis is," and they were like, "Bis, okay, I am doing the accent." Um, <laughs> but, um, they were like. Um, basically, uh, you go and catch a haggis in the wild and it's a little bit like a guinea pig and then you look after it and you keep it as a pet. But when it dies, it's kind of like a ritual that the whole family get together and eat it. And uh, it's very oh. nice with like potatoes and gravy. And uh, our um, haggis is actually looking a bit forlorn. So we think um, we'll eat him this uh, November and then go out hunting again for a new one. And then there's like so many um, American people being like, um, you all eat your family pet? Oh my God, that's terrible. And then like someone's like, I can uh, say for sure I'm Scottish. Um, we just ate our haggis. It was lovely. And we're going hunting tomorrow. And like, I just caught a new one. They're looking pretty fresh, hoping to have it for a couple of years. <laughs> and then like so many Americans are like, I feel like I'm being trolled. But I'm also not sure. <laughs> I'm also i sure. And we are big families of Burns Night in, uh, I don't know about you, but in this household, and we can sh- say that is completely true, and we will go haggis catching when Corona's over, and we can go back to Scotland. Excellent. <laughs> um, I'm vegetarian, so I don't partake oh, in any of it. vegetarian haggis? Oh, obviously that, that ruined the um, illusion. But I do actually eat vegetarian haggis. Okay, well, sure. 
So the vegetarian haggis is basically when you grow a broccoli in the garden and you wait until it gets as big as possible. And so you love it and care for yeah. it. And basically same thing, but with a broccoli. But with a broccoli, yeah. yeah. And some nice seasoning. We do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we ruined the chat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Should have just left the vegetarian bit out of it. Oh, vegetarian. Who invited the vegetarian? They always spoil our spoil fun. Spoil everything. You guys fucking suck. We do, we do. But you know what? We like cheese. So okay. <laughs> hey, vegetarian, not vegans. Still have a bit of fun. Yeah. We still, we still like to have fun. <laughs> we still like a little bit of animal abuse. God. Yeah, it's not too much. Just enough, you know, to keep the party going. <laughs> just, you know, enough so it's torture rather than death. Yeah. Which in some ways is worse. Yeah, in some ways. Yeah. We're terrible, yeah, terrible this people. Yeah, this is the podcast for that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on, we're going to listen to that. Um... <laughs> So yeah, Kathy is taken ill. Um, the doctor says she mustn't be argued with. And so basically this just riles her up into just being like more of a spoiled brat than she already is because no one the is ever too afraid to argue can't with her. argue with me. Because <laughs> I get feisty, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, I will say as well, just now as a general thing, the way this is written, Kathy is portrayed as just the worst. Mm. But as you see later on, she clearly has some very serious mental health issues that are just not addressed because of the time. Mm. Um, so maybe we should cut her some slack. Yeah. So, but she's also a massive prick. So, you know, swings around roundabouts. Um, <clears throat> you can still be going through a bad time and be a prick. So. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So when Kathy first gets ill and Heathcliff hears of her engagement, he takes off. You know, no one sees him. They look for him, but they just don't see him. And then, Where is so, waiting me to finish the sentence? Like, he takes off. Takes off what? His clothes? What? <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. And so, you know, three years later, um, Linton and Kathy get married. And still no one has seen Heathcliff. For three fucking years. Do you understand why he's pissed? No one cares that he's been gone for three years. <laughs> he's going to come back and be like, hi, everyone. They're like, you all right? Like, I've been gone. Have you? Oh, sorry. That is kind of... Has he gone into Narnia? But, like, in reverse? (laughs) No. I mean, to be fair, it's kind of the welcome of... Well, he gets a better welcome from Kathy. So, um, yeah, he isn't seen again until after Kathy and Edgar's wedding. Yeah. Um, So when Kathy moves to the Grange to live with Linton, Nellie is made to go with her as a lady's maid, and she's really upset about it because she has to leave Hareton with um, Hindley and old Joseph. But alas... Women get no choices in these situations, so off she goes. Literally not. So they, they've left like this, like, how would it be by this point? Like two and a half? No, because just got married. So yeah, like three, four years old. Yeah. And so, you know, like, and she's basically been like his mother this mm. time, all this time. Like she's his sole caregiver and he's, she's just basically told, fuck off then. Like he's not your responsibility anymore. On your pops. Like obviously she's devastated, but just like gets on with it. Cause that's like, she's devoted, but she can like comprehend it. That kid's going to have some deep seated issues. issues. Yeah. I, yeah. Someone I went to school with, she said she had a nanny and um, when mm. she was really young and her mum actually ended up just, dis- a bit fucked up her mum ended up dismissing the nanny because um the kid started like seeing the nanny as more of like a mother figure than the mum and uh, she was like i still remember that nanny i really like that nanny my mum's a bit of a bitch (laughs) oh that's messed up isn't it it was like that healthy for the kid really in the long run that's messed up isn't it yeah 
I suppose at least with things like that with a nanny and stuff, they're in your home and it's one to one. Like I suppose with like nursery and stuff, you're not you're not going to get that association because there's like sixteen other kids. Sixteen and also with. like the framing of the day. Like I'm not saying kids and dogs are the same, but hmm. uh, dogs hmm. love their primary. How dare you? Dogs are way better. <laughs> way better. <laughs> but dogs love their primary caregiver, the one that you know gives them their food and you know um, settles them down at the end of the night and that kind of thing. And this is the first one there in the morning. Kids are going to, you know, put a strong bond, you know, who tells their bedtime story, who gives them dinner, who's there in the middle of the night. Um, so a nanny would be there at those times, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you're at daycare, obviously, they wouldn't unless they're really overstepping their boundaries. Um. Oh, sometimes at the, the nursery that I worked at, oh, I don't know how she bloody did it, but I worked with one lady. Mm. And so she worked eight till six, four days a week, and then eight till one as well, one day a week. Right. And sometimes she took, yeah, and sometimes she'd take one of the kids home with her as, like, babysitting until, <laughs> like, nine. Like, sometimes she'd be like, I just don't want to leave them. I'm taking this one with me. You can't do no, that. Like, you, you, you can't do that. It's not cool. <laughs> but, no, yeah, it's like a babysitter. She'd, like, um, like, have to take one of them home with her. And I was like, oh, my God, that is too much children. I asked her once, I was like, do you want your own kids? And she was like, not unless I stop working here. Yeah. Like, that's too like, that much. Is, no. That is too much child. That's awful. Did she talk weird? Because I think if I was around kids all that time, I'd talk weird. Nah, she was lovely. She was really cool. Yeah. Some um, people are just nice and don't have to put on a false persona around kids. I am not one of them. I am not one of like That's why I struggle to work there, because it's like... <sighs> getting real tired of pretending I like this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretending I'm a sweet, wholesome person. No. <laughs> no, I am. It's God, a no from me. <laughs> it's a no from me. Um, anyway, anyway uh, back, back off our little tangent mm. path. Um, so yeah, Kathy and Edgar are now happily married at the Grange and living with Edgar's sister, Isabella. Um, and yeah, they're just having a BG time, really. They're all good all round. So... Who should return? But Heathcliff. <gasps> <laughs> Who saw that coming? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. The most character in the story or anything. Yeah. And he's totally in it later on. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. So yeah. Where's Heathcliff you? is now back on the scene and um, Nelly finds him back basically in the back garden of the Grange. And Weird. He, and you haven't been there for three years. Use the front door. Yeah, but it's also because they're, they're weird, aren't they? It's like, the front door is only for people of honour. <laughs> okay. You come round the back. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, use the front door. I'm getting a hell lot of mixed signals here, yo. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I know I'm kind of unwelcome, so I'm guessing I'm not overly welcome at the front, so I thought I'd come round the kitchen. But <laughs> I, 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 I can't do anything right. <laughs> literally. Um, so, yeah, he's, like, come into the back, and he's almost unrecognisable. He's come back a gentleman Ooh. and has come into a great deal of money, but no one knows how. I have questions and about that. I think you're allowed to ask how people are suddenly rich. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, I, I know we're only getting it from Nelly's point of view, so other people might be questioning it in their minds as well. Mm. But she seems to be there. She doesn't even seem that bothered, but every now and then she's like, he is very rich and came from nothing. Mm. That is weird. Anyway. anyway moving on. In... No, I won't bring it up because we might do the book someday. And I've also forgotten oh, what I know it's how he got rich. No, another story. The guy who buys no. the massive house on the other side of the lake to spy on his ex. What the? Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby, yeah. Oh, you do know how he gets rich in that, but I don't know if everyone yeah. knows. Anyway, sorry, tangent. Might do that one day. I've just realised I, I probably actually do know how he got his money. So we'll discuss that in a minute. Did when he kill someone? No, well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what they do back then. Um, 
that's what they do. Um, and he asks Nellie to go and fetch Kathy for him, but to not tell Edgar about his return. And when they are reunited, so Kathy comes down um, and mm. is overjoyed and brings Heathcliff into the grain, into the household to see Edgar. And Edgar is literally repulsed by Heathcliff's return and doesn't want an old servant associating in his house. He's basically like, Kathy's like, can he come to dinner? And he's like, no, he's your old servant. I don't dine. I don't dine with scum. I'm fancy. Edgar, get in the fucking sea. He's my mate. Yeah, literally. And also he's like, he just says like loads of like twisted manipulative shit. I mean, Kathy doesn't really stand for it, mm. but it's just annoying because he's like, if you want to dine with him, it means you can't really love me. And it's like, oh, fuck off. I, I mean, I'm obviously too... I fancy Heathcliff more because, you know, yeah. you. I'd also about, but... I'm too frail to discuss this. He's coming to dinner. And if you love me, he's coming or I'll die. <laughs> I mean that is pretty much what she said. Okay, maybe me and Kathy. As I was saying, I was like, hmm, "This is manipulative." But anyway, I'm a bitch. <laughs> you know, they're both asshole. I mean, to be fair, Edgar just annoys me. He is better than Kathy. She is the worst. <laughs> the Heathcliff is the worst. But it's like you know, you're just terrible. Always like pitting them again. Like, no, you're the worst. No, you're the worst. No, you're the worst. <laughs> That's the thing, because, like, Edgar's a bit of a prick, but ultimately he's, I mean, he's all right. Mm. Like, he's a bit manipulative, but he's not, like, he's very snobby. And Kathy's, yeah. Like, they are awful people. And it's kind of like, I always thought this book was meant to be, like, a, like you know, a powerful love story. And it's like, it's not, though. It's just, oh, I just want Kathy and Heathcliff to be together so they can just go be awful together and not involve <laughs> other people in their terribleness. Like, it sounds like oh. whenever I've watched, like, a shitty dating show like Love Island, like, I don't give a shit about you, like, as individuals, but just fuck off together and be awful together. Away Literally, from everyone like, else. Just leave. Um, so Kathy is frustrated with Edgar and invites Heathcliff around for dinner, making a joke about how her and Heathcliff are of lower class, and so they shall eat at the lower table while he and e- Isabella can sit at the fancy one. Um, to be fair, so hilarious. Like, for... I, I, I side with that. Great. <laughs> yeah. So Heathcliff stays for dinner, and we learn what Heathcliff looks like as a grown man. Oh, yeah. Now fully revealed by the fire and candlelight, I was amazed more than ever to behold the transformation of Heathcliff. He had grown a tall, athletic, well-formed man, besides whom my master seemed quite slender and youth-like. Mm-hmm. His upright carriage suggested the idea of his having been in the army. His countenance was much older in expression and decision of feature than Mr. Linton's. It looked intelligent and retained no marks of former degradation. Mm-hmm. Half civilized ferocity <laughs> lurked. Retained no marks of former degra- degradation. Like, and you couldn't tell we really abused him. Sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> Literally, like, damn, you look good considering all the abuse we put you through. Yeah. Well done. well done. You've really turned yourself around. No thanks to us. You're really good, mate. Like, sorry about that. I, I just needed a bitch break again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so as it, so he's, like, turned out to be quite hot. Mm. Um, and a man. And, yeah, compared to Miss... And a man. And a man. So, yeah, the, the reason I would reckon, like, he's coming to money, because that used to be the thing in the army, didn't it? Like, yeah. if you joined the army, you could work your way up and then just leave with loads of money. And it's never really questioned, even though... Yeah, where it came weird. from. <laughs> So that's probably how he got his money. Yeah. Um, I just didn't really think about it before until I was like, that's oh, literally he was in the army. How everyone gets their money in Jane Austen and in just Victorian books, just like, and they went to the army and then they were rich. Hmm, I have questions. <laughs> Isn't this the time when Britain was doing a lot of colonizing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So stealing of resources. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as we are getting, mm-hmm. he is not doing. He, he is not a nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes and say half civilized ferocity lurked yet in the depressed brows and eyes full of black fire, but it was subdued and his manner was even dignified, quite di- um, divested of roughness. Through too stern for um, for graceful stop, my master's surprise. 
My master's surprise equaled and exceeded mine. He remained from a minute at a lot for a minute at a loss how to address the ploughboy as he called him. Oh fuck off. <laughs> Literally like, uh you're all like posh now and on my level, but you're still froze because yeah. you came from lower class. Ew, Ew I, I don't want to touch you. I can smell poor on you. <laughs> I can smell poor, although it is kind of masked by the smell of new money. Yeah. Oh, I come from old. That's the other thing with rich people, isn't it? It's like there's new money and there's old yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. The snobbery of like, how, how did you get rich? Actually, to be fair, like, the how did you get rich? Uh, to exploiting people? Well, I don't like that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but how did you get rich? Oh, uh, well, my family exploited people 100 years ago. Yeah. Hey, hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Just true, like, actually. I think we're both terrible. <laughs> can we agree we're both awful, awful people? Yeah, I like, like you're you. right. Let's get together. Yeah. <laughs> Let's sit together and exploit happy. more people. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Kathy and Heathcliff are just uh, like eye fucking and basically having a bit of a catch up <laughs> the whole time. And Linton is clearly feeling very jealous uh, about this and suggests so that Heathcliff they... better be on. Oh, I was going to say, so they're just so, like yeah. flirting, like, and you look so great. Thanks, Kathy. You don't look so bad yourself. Uh, you used to be poor. Shut up. Anyway, so basically, <laughs> and so they're like little little Linton in the corner is just like, uh, well, maybe Heathcliff better be on his way because I'm sure he has a long way to travel to wherever the hell he's staying. Like, no, it's only up road, mate. <laughs> oh, in fact, I might stay here in your bed with your wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm your job. Um, but yeah, so he he pops himself off. And that night, um, now he now he says that she um, Nelly goes to bed. Yeah. God speak then. <laughs> um, but she is roused in the middle of the night by Kathy strolling into her room. Firstly, terrifying. Yeah. Secondly, this is the moment where I really, really hate Kathy. Oh, what'd she do? So about the middle of the night, I was wakened from my first nap by Mrs. Linton gliding into my chamber, taking a seat on my bedside, and pulling my ha- pulling me by the hair to rouse me. Fuck off. Fuck. Off. I'm gonna do that to you. <laughs> like that warrants a slap. I would kill her. So wh- what do you want? Yeah. What? And what's wrong and she's with like, the tap oh. on the shoulder? No, she don't pull my fucking hair. Go away. Yeah. So this is the moment I was like, Kathy needs to die yeah. because that's unacceptable. I've, in case you didn't realize, listeners, I don't like being woken up. Yeah, especially with hair pulling. Yeah, it's like, what do you want? And also, all she wants is like, I couldn't sleep. <sighs> and it's like, does she remind you of I someone think- in our family? <laughs> Guys, we, you know what? We will do something on Patreon about what I just said, but there will be exclusive content. Enough said here. Moving on. <laughs> so yeah, she's just being a prick. Yeah. Um, and so Nelly's like, what? <laughs> what? what do you want? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm just kind of annoyed that Linton and Heathcliff aren't getting on. Um, and so now we get an indication into how well. Linton and Kathy handle these adult situations of a potential ex-lover coming back into the situation and how one would deal with those sort of maybe quite difficult emotions. Kathy <laughs> mm. says about Linton, he always contrives to be sick, at the least cross. I gave him a few sentences of um, commendation to Heathcliff and he either for a headache or a pang of envy began to cry. So I got up and left him. <laughs> Healthy, use manipulative tendencies to make people feel bad and then don't communicate your issues and just fuck off. <laughs> she definitely should have spoken about it. But no, I do communicate. But sometimes when people are just being emotional without any like real reason, I do go, well, just have your little temper tantrum. And when you want to make logical sense, we can have a conversation. But until then, I'm done with it. <laughs> oh, God. Let's see. That would make sense. But she's just gone. Oh. <sighs> 
eye roll and leaves. Like, pretty much right. <laughs> can you imagine though if you were feeling like I mean he's not handling it well because he's a little bitch. Yeah. But like, I mean, too fair. Like you're having these issues, like you need to address them. Mm. But if you were feeling like insecure because yeah. you know like your partner's ex lover or like you know friend that they clearly used to fancy mm. came back in and they were spending a lot of time with them and you got a bit emotional about it and your little lover just like oh to get over it and left to be like. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> I can't remember why we got into this conversation. I think um, we were watching something, in, me and my boyfriend watching something in a film the other night. And anyway, it made me think of this hypothetical situation. I was like, what would you do if like we'd been broken up and we were at a party and you came up to me and you were just like, it's just so hard like being broken up and being away from you. And I was just like, oh, boring. Just have a good time. <laughs> just like left you. And he like laughed. He's like, you would say that as well. And I was like, yeah, maybe. And he was like, maybe I'd be the same. I was like, no, you'd be really nice and supportive. <laughs> <laughs> why do we date such nice people when we're so mean They're such bitches like, oh. it was like oh just shut up and have a good time have a good time just have a good time boring I just have a party it's so boring when you're uh, being broken hearted is so boring it's so last season like just get over it get over it move on I was like you'd be so nice if I came up and said it was really hard he's like I would be nice I would be nice <laughs> Terrible. So we've established Terrible. I'm Kathy. <laughs> so Marsh is Kathy. Yeah. Does that make Ross Linton? I guess so. <laughs> Luckily, poor, poor we're Linton. not actually having these situations. And uh, no, I can't really think of another situation where anything like this has happened in our relationship. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's the correct way it should be, really. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but um, we've got some ace relationship advice from Kathy and Linton. Thanks, guys. Mm. We, 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 we needed that. Mm. Um, so after Heathcliff has come back into their lives, more trouble is afoot. Linton's little sister, Isabella, seems to have developed some feelings towards this unwelcome stranger. And she's a right brat about it. Oh, okay. Right. I th- when you said feelings, like I thought you meant she fancied him. Okay. Yeah, she does. Oh, right. Okay. How old is she? What? What? She's like... 16, 17. Oh, he's only been gone three years, so. Okay. Yeah, he's like early 20s. I mean, still a bit dodgy. I know, like, like, logically. For the time. Age, like, the ages they are, but just the way he's been described now in my mind, he's a 50 year old man, like, naval officer. Oh, in my my mind, like, because obviously when we first meet Heathcliff, like, from Mr. Lockwood, Mm. he's like 40s, possibly. I think he's in his 40s then. And. That's the same person as the Heathcliff now, but obviously it's a twenty-year age yeah. gap. So <clears throat> that's how I'm like, picturing so it. He is like in his twenty. He's like twenty, early twenties now. Okay, but in my brain he's forty as well. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. actually no, that's that's not that weird. Like, kind oh. of fine. Okay, still judging. <laughs> still judging because really, um, but yeah, she's like she's really cool about it, and we <laughs> basically um find out that she fancies him. Because her and Kathy have always got on quite well. And then one day she's just sort of like screaming and crying at Kathy. And Kathy's like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah, chill. Like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, you're horrible, Kathy. And she's like, am I? <laughs> Why? I mean, yeah, but you're um, going to have to like, pick out a situation. Because I have a lot yeah, to like, apologise for. And then she's like, well, I know I'm horrible. But to be fair, I'm not horrible to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm actually quite nice to you. What's your issue? Um, so she's like... Uh, so she basically like well remember the other day when we were out walking with Heathcliff 
yeah it's like and you told me to run along and play when well so that you could saunter along beside him how could you it's like what like, that's not even horrid <laughs> that's not a thing she's like you turned me away from him when i wanted to be with him she's like oh, oh. gross <laughs> So like, you realise he's my friend. Yeah, I'm allowed to chat to my friend in private. Like, honey, this is a lot more about you. Literally, like, it's the most pathetic thing. And then, like, so she goes on to... And also, we just remember, like, Isabella... So she's her sister-in-law. And it's just yeah. like... so. Is, and she goes on to say... <clears throat> Isabella says to Catherine, I love him more than you ever loved Edgar. And he might love me if you would let him. Like... If you would let him. Sweetums. Just fucking so, up. So, so you, as my husband's sister mm. think I don't love your brother enough but making it into a competition of who loves he, he, of whether my ex loves whom of us more yeah this is very messy and weird yeah this, I mean it's hard <clears throat> enough with this book that everyone's got the same fucking name but now you've got these and then they change their names as well oh interchanging Ellen Eleanor Nelly Nelena there is a lot to process here <laughs> yeah that's the thing like I just sort of reading that like so wait, you're upset because I walked with Heathcliff? Yes. Okay. Okay. Just so that as long as we're all on the same page. Crazy says what? Well, exactly. What? Well, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm. So, <clears throat> Kathy, being an adult and sort of like understanding that teenagers can develop very strong emotions sometimes, and sometimes you need to handle that with a bit of love and care, yeah. handles it like a first-class bitch. Yay! Um, <laughs> in classic Kathy style. <laughs> so she takes Matt into her own hands and decides to invite Heathcliff round one day um, when Isabella knows nothing about this and she's in the kitchen. Mm. Um, so, you know, in the kind of way, that, you know, if you're like chilling in your kitchen and like, um, then your like big crush walks in while you're like <gasps> just chilling and not looking your best, you would be like, <gasps> oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I could so, have a shower. <laughs> literally, she's like, I do look my best, I haven't put my ringlets in. <laughs> so, um, so Isabella's like, oh my God, I'm leaving. And Kathy's like, no, 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 stay. You said just the other day how you wanted to sit and talk to Heathcliff. Well, here he is. Why don't you sit and talk yeah, to him? Yeah, by the way, you look lovely. So, you look like shit, darling, don't you? <laughs> so she's like all really awkward and everything. Mm. And I just like that my notes clearly don't understand what I say sometimes. <laughs> I've said Isabella and it's corrected to Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa? Who's Vanessa? But yeah, so she's just being really awkward and weird. And Kathy is basically telling Heathcliff all of Isabella, all that Isabella said about him. So yeah. he's being like, do you remember the day, Isabella? Oh my God, Heathcliff, you're going to love this. She was saying how when we were out walking, she just couldn't stop looking at you and how she was just like obsessed with how good you look. Like, isn't that right, Isabella? Isn't that what you were saying? It's such a bitch. When you, you like said she dealt with this amazingly, I was going to say, to be honest, I love Kathy. She's queen of sass, but this is bitchy. This is me. Yeah. So, so Isabella tries to like basically run away, and <laughs> Kathy's like, "No, no, no, stay!" I'm running away. She said, "Kathy grabs her." Kathy grabs her. She's so grabby. Yeah, Kathy needs to stop touching people. Um, but Isabella's like, "Let me go. Let me the fuck go," and pinches her, and. Um, and so, like, like Kathy's like, there's a tigress, exclaimed Mrs. Linton, setting her free and shaking her hand with pain. Pick on, uh, p- pick on for go- uh, God's sake and hide your vixen face. How foolish to reveal those talents to him. Can't you fancy the conclusions he'll draw? Look, Heathcliff, they are instruments that will do ex- execution. You must beware of your eyes. <gasps> Kathy! 
Kathy, you manipulative, very clever bitch. <laughs> she's awful, isn't she? Yeah. So, then, so yeah, yeah, she's basically Isabella said runs. she's orchestrated this whole like violent situation in front of Heathcliff. Like, you wouldn't touch her with the barge pull, mate. She'd claw her, your yeah. eyes out. Literally, so Isabella's run off yeah. and Heathcliff says, I'd wrench them off her fingers if they ever menaced me. And it's like... Oh my God. I think Isabella, it would have been useful for her to stick around for a minute to hear that and just be like, you know what? Lucky escape. <laughs> Literally, and it's also like I just love the image of him just sat there, like because you can imagine, like if you were Heathcliff in this situation as a normal person, you kind of feel like, don't worry about it, mate. It's all good. Don't worry. Yeah. Like you'd probably make a kind of like a light joke, and I just get the image from just sat there, completely stone yeah. face, like, oh, <laughs> so you want to? If you fancy me, do you? <laughs> I wouldn't do that if I were you. Hmm. I'm very disturbed. I'm very disturbed. Dark person. Oh, she'd probably love it if she's an infatuated teenager. Yeah, they yeah, love a bit she, of the darkness. She's, they do. Love. I was going to say, so if you have any teenage listeners, if he's dark and broody, he's a prick. Yeah, Move on. and he's being dark and broody because he doesn't have a good enough personality to shine with. Yeah, yeah. literally. It's like, oh, so you, you're, com- you're, you're, what's the word? Compensating. Compensating. I was like, combating. I was like, I was going to say you're a commoner. Oh, so you're a commoner. Like, Katie, this book has gotten into your psyche. <laughs> a commoner. Oh, you're a commoner, oh, are you? Damn. <laughs> Um, so yeah he's a right charmer and clearly everyone wants to get in his pants yeah. because who doesn't love an abusive asshole? well you know um, guilty as charged <laughs> guilty so people so you might be wondering where Heathcliff has been staying during his time back because he's not staying at the Grange oh. he's moved back in no I mean he just he does spend a lot of time in the garden there though like most of his time yeah just in the he garden he tend to be in the garden chilling waiting for Kathy <laughs> it's Kathy in Kathy no. I love Kathy <laughs> No, oh, but Isabella is. Don't bring that violent girl out here. <laughs> Don't bring her out here. She's fucking scary. <laughs> Look, she'll come out here. She'll claw my eyes. I'll rip her fingernails off. It'll be a whole thing. Let's just avoid it, yeah? <laughs> Let's just avoid it. I don't think we're right for each other. But no, so he's moved back into Wuthering Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, despite, even though Hindley's there, but because he's come into money and Hindley's just basically squandered all his money drinking and gambling and stuff, oh. he's kind of gone back in a position being like, mate, you're going to lose this house unless you let me live here and kind of run it. I and bet so, that Hindley's is a, just in a bitter drunken... pill for Hindley. Well, Hindley's drunk out of his mind. She's like, um, <laughs> who, who are you? <laughs> who? Didn't I used to like hit you and then you stole my horse? Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Oh, but oh. now you want to save me from my money problems? Sure. sure. Okay, you can live here. Yes, this house is mine, bitch. Yeah. So Heathcliff's back at um, Wuthering Heights. Um, so yeah, he's like holding all the power and like, you know, he's like planning that Wuthering Heights will be his when Hindley's gone, yeah. even though it would go to Hareton. But yeah, he doesn't really have much to do with Hareton. Just kind of, like I say, he spent most of his time in Kathy's garden. Mm, yeah, yeah. He really in likes more it. ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> He likes Kathy's garden. <laughs> <laughs> Sex. Sex. That just reminded like... me. Sorry, the tangent. Mm-hmm. Guys, if no one's watching Below Deck, um, I think they've got the first two seasons or something on Netflix, you need to get into it. We've just started season three or something on um, Prime and uh, there's a bit where there are these two people in it who um, used to sleep together and stuff and then there's this other waitress like server person commenting on mm. it and she's like honestly and she's southern she's like they need to go down into the bedroom and deal with the tension in there you could cut it with a butter knife and then it just like goes into her face like and I mean sexual tension <laughs> oh like, my god like, thanks Amy we got it 
We got it. We got it. Sexual tension. Sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clearing that one up for us. Yeah, that's Sexual tension. Sexual tension. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Kathy's plan... Um, so yeah, Kathy has planted the idea of Isabella Linton in Heathcliff's mind. Mm. Um, and uh, so because he's a manipulative, revengeful prick, because remember he said that no matter what, he would be avenged on Hindley and everyone. Now he's added Linton to that list because Linton had the audacity to marry his um, the girl he fancied. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it's just this thing, isn't it, of like picking the wrong person, like, if you fancy someone yeah. and they choose someone else, like, it's not, like, I, I can't account for what they've done to you, what that, you know, mm. but, like, it's not that other part, partner's fault. No. Like, take it up with the person you fancy. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, but I shared something. They can't something... help it that they're better than you. <laughs> I shared something the other day, and it was, like, um, my let's say her nephew like my eight-year-old nephew came home from school and um, he said he told mm. the girl that he likes that he fancied her and she said she wasn't interested and I, I was like oh well what do you do now and he was like try again and I was like no she said no <laughs> you leave her you alone, leave her alone. And give her space and this was like literally the first time he'd he- heard this and was like oh <laughs> like oh and it's like you need to teach boys to respect no yeah like literally men just don't and, like, this whole idea of, like, oh, she's playing hard to get. And it's like, no, she said no, leave her alone. Like, Go away. I was thinking I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, it's like there's this idea that women aren't discerning about who they want to choose as, like, romantic and sexual mm. partners. Um, that the only thing they're, like, concerned about maybe is reputation. And so you, as a man, have to grind them down to prove that you're not going to harm their reputation. That you are good for it. Worthy. And therefore she'll like you because she doesn't actually look at who she likes in a person. She's just looking at who can aid her social standing or who might be detrimental to Literally. it. Which but then isn't even with that, like, isn't true. But even with that, like, why is there so much pressure on women for, like, who they choose as, as a partner yeah. and what effect it has on their life? Like, you'd never get that with a man. It's like, you know, as I, I know we still have classes today, but it's not as much of a thing. Like, if a man marries beneath him or above him, people are like, oh, yeah, but if a woman does it, it's like... <gasps> <gasps> Gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> like if she marries, if she marries higher up, she's constantly yeah. Down so on in this situation with Kathy and Heathcliff, if she marries Heathcliff, everyone be like Kathy, gross. But if everyone to Heathcliff, like good on you, mate. Exactly. Like so, I need to bend so over and turn this heater off because um, I'm sweating my tits off. <laughs> and uh, sorry, it's a bit loud. I need to clunk it. All right, done. <laughs> so yeah, like it's just it's not very nice. They're it's not very nice. Pricks. It's not very nice. Mm. Um, excuse me. Mm. So yeah, now Kathy has planted the idea of Isabella in mm. Heathcliff, Heathcliff's head. He can see an opportunity here to screw for... That's not a good word. To screw her. <laughs> <laughs> to like twist his knife further into Linton, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one day Nellie's looking out of the window and obviously she sees Heathcliff in the garden because... That's where he lives. There. <laughs> but... And expecting to see Kathy with him, he sees she sees Isabella with him, and she's like, <laughs> and she even sees them embrace, and she's like, <laughs> unacceptable. Yeah. So when Kathy hears about this, um, her and Cleethorpe have a firing argument. Ooh, I bet they do. In which Heathcliff blames Kathy for the way she's treated him, and he's like, "You know you've treated me appallingly. Like, don't deny it. You know you've treated me really badly." And she's like. Yeah. Yeah. And what of it? 
Like, mate, I treat everyone really badly. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think you're special? <laughs> you think you're special, honey? I'm mean to everyone. <laughs> yeah. um, Kathy Linton, uh, bitch, nice to meet you. <laughs> literally. And so he's like, I can do what I want with Isabella. Like, she's fair game. What? Like, you're married, so what the fuck? Um, so, yeah, I mean, God, I love life. She has to consent, man. Yeah, yeah, like, um, I can do what I want. Like, makes it sound like a dolly's going to pick up. Like, well, you know. Literally. Yeah. Consent a thing. I mean, she seems very consenting at the moment, but be nice to that girl. Still, be nice to her. She's a sweet, innocent summer child. Yeah. Um, so, Linton doesn't hear about the stuff with his sister, mm. um, but he knows that they're having an argument. So he's like, I've had enough. I'm going to ask him to leave because I've had enough. Yeah. So Linton comes in saying he's had enough of all this arguing and threatens Heathcliff, like, not like threatens, threatens. He's basically like, if you don't leave, I'm going to call the, I'm, I'm going to have to make you leave myself. Um, bear in mind, he's like, I, I was going to say, it's one of those things like, if you don't leave, I'm going to make you leave. I'd really like to see that. Please don't make me show. It's going to be very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, and it tells him to get off his property. Um, oh, I imagine him so having like I, a slight stutter, like, and you, 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 you better jolly well leave, sir. Basically, <laughs> um, so he's basically, and also he's just being like rude to Kathy as well at this point because he has um, small man syndrome because he's a little mm. bitch. Um, <clears throat> but it's okay because Heathcliff knows how to throw a comeback. Oh, amazing! Yeah. So Linton tells Heathcliff to get off his property and basically, um, basically, and Heathcliff responds, Kathy, this lamb of yours threatens like a bull. It is in danger of, sp- of splitting its skull against my knuckles. By God, Mr. Linton, I'm mortally sorry that you are not worthy about knock- of knocking down. <laughs> that is the best comeback, though, because it won't look good if Heath. I mean, Heathcliff, you know, good using your words, not your fists anyway. But it would just look shitty if Heathcliff was to knock him down. Like, come on, he's a tiny little Literally, man. He's a tiny little man. But yeah, just like, he God, is Ross. This lamb of yours threatens. Like. He is my boyfriend. I call Ross a tiny little man. <laughs> In an endearing way. I call, why am I Kathy? God, Marsh, I think you need to have a, little, a good long look at yourself. <laughs> why not? I'm gorgeous. So, <laughs> so as you can imagine, Linton doesn't take that very well. No. Because it's fucking fire. <laughs> <laughs> And you might think that maybe in this situation, well, actually, you know, because actually Heathcliff handled it much better than um, Linton did. But you might think that Kathy might take her husband's side. Yeah. She doesn't. So basically, Heathcliff, not Heathcliff, sorry, Linton goes to call the call the manservants to, like, see Heathcliff out. And Kathy, like, grabs the key and locks the door so he can't leave the kitchen. Yeah. And he's like, with the fucking key. And so she throws it into the fire where he can't get it. Uh-huh. So it's just... Well, now we all have to live in the kitchen. Well, I'm guessing when the fire dies and the key cools down, like the key's probably not going to melt, is it? No, it's not, but it's just like so dramatic, Kathy. That is such like a good power move, though. Like, well, you won't be able to get it for a few hours now. Yeah. Well, it's okay. There's a back fucking door. I didn't think of that. <laughs> um, what does she say? Um, like, if you've not the courage to attack him, make an apology or allow yourself to be beaten. <laughs> it will correct you of feigning more valid than you possess. Edgar, I was defending you and yours, and I wish he could make fl- he could flog you um, sick for daring to think evil of me. Like, <laughs> look, just let him beat you up, all right? It's boring. <laughs> Literally sort of like, look, well, clearly you're not going to win, so you better apologise. <laughs> yeah, or just let him give you a quick smack. Either way, skip to the end. Stick to the good bit. <laughs> so 
it's all kicking off basically yeah. and Heathcliff um, doesn't know when to stop mm. and says oh, I wish you joy I says to Cathy I wish you joy of the milk blood coward Cathy I compliment you on your taste and that is the slavering shivering thing you prefer to me I would not strike him with my fist but I'd kick him with my foot and experience considerable satisfaction is he weeping or is he go- going to faint for fear <laughs> <laughs> Behind I him, don't like, know what you did and like behind him and then like I wouldn't punch him. Oh good, I kick him. No, don't kick me. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like, is he crying? <laughs> Please don't kick me. <laughs> just like Linton, you are being torn to absolute shreds, mate. Like, I think I said, oh. please leave, sir. <laughs> I think I said I'd rather you leave. <laughs> Wiping tears. I just want you to go now. Are you crying? No, you are. <laughs> so then, so, so then, like it goes on from Nelly's um, description. The villain approached and gave the chair on which um, Linton rested a push. He'd better have kept his distance. My master quickly sprang erect and struck him full on the throat, a blow that would have levelled a slighter man. Mm-hmm. It took his breath for a minute, and while he choked, Mr Linton walked out of the back door into the yard and from thence to the front entrance. <laughs> so, anyway, I will be leaving now before he gets his breath back. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> It's like that quick walk you do when it's not quite a run when you're trying not to run like you go, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, Just like stand up, smack him in the throat and exit with pride. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Quickly, quickly. To the manservant, to the manservant who will protect me. Yeah. Keep me safe, keep me safe. Now you punch him. Just there like, I don't know what their manservants are called. Like, I'm just trying to think of a name that isn't in the book. William? William! William, I need you! I need your muscles, William! Just like, fuck's sake. So after this, Kathy begs Heathcliff to just leave. And Heathcliff's like, look, Kathy, I'd love to leave. But your husband did just punch me in the throat. And that was a bit humiliating to my ego. So I either have to punch him now or kill him later. What would you rather? <laughs> These are the, why are men so toxic? These are the only ways to deal with this situation. Or you could just leave and because this is going to get way blown out of proportion, mate. No. As a man, I have to punch him or kill him. That's what I must do as a man. Ah, oh, you're so That's what I must do. I can either punch him now or kill him later. I mean, it's your call, Kathy. <laughs> like, it's just like, why, why are you so full of testosterone? We need to calm down. We need to calm down. It's Ka- you're being too loud. I can imagine Kathy agreeing and being like, well, you best go punch him then. <laughs> no, I mean, she is like, I, I, I really think you should leave. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I, I do believe there is a third option. And it is just to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so after being quite level-headed in her way, mm. Kathy obviously then has to up it to another level. Um, obviously because there's been this massive fallout between Heathcliff and Linton, Heathcliff is completely unwelcome in their household again. So she's like... Oh, well, he did punch him. Well, he was very rude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I went... <laughs> He punched him because he could have pushed him to that point. <laughs> not like... Not like... was very rude. <laughs> well, to be fair, you shouldn't hit people. <laughs> I love that Linton would probably be sitting there as he was standing there and like, all right, okay, he's going to have quick reflexes and if he gets a punch in first, you're going down like a sack of shit. So the second he moves his chair, you whip around, you punch him straight in the throat. You got your alignment right? Alignment's right. Okay, go! Cool. <laughs> to William, to William, to William, to William. <laughs> William, 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 I'm coming. 
<laughs> I want to see this depicted in a film because it's making me crazy. <laughs> we should see if there is an adaption. It sounds amazing. <laughs> but I think in all the adaptions, or maybe it's just how I've... Because before I read the story, I thought Heathcliff was meant to be like, you know, the dark hero, kind of like Edward Cullen. Like, yeah, he's got a dark past, but ultimately hot. I and thought he was like, like Darcy, no, just... like a bit broody and a bit grumpy, but nice. And that's the thing, like, when you're reading Pride and Prejudice, I've got to be starting with Pride and Prejudice because it's like, oh, la-di-da. Mm. And it's like, oh, isn't isn't Darcy mean and nasty? Mm. He, he didn't invite them round to tea. And then it's like, Heathcliff literally tried to kill someone. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, oh. oh, okay. <laughs> this is a dark book. This is really dark, and I don't know if we're going to get to it today, but it's a really fucking dark bit coming up in a bit. Um, so, we might get to it. Um, no, probably won't. <laughs> I was like, we are ticking out of time. So, and Ka- so yeah, Kathy ends up going uh, working her way into a complete and utter state, um, and uh, it's just like, she's really upset with at everyone and she says um i shall get wild and nelly say to edgar if you see him again tonight um that i'm in danger of being seriously ill i i wish it may prove true he startled and distressed me shockingly i want to frighten him <laughs> she's such a bitch but also why is she our dog tilly he startled and shocked me he startled and shocked me no <laughs> didn't like it do you ever play dead because i do this quite a lot what like, um, I'll be in bed, <laughs> lying in bed in the morning or something. And then I'll be like, why am I Kathy? And I'll be like, I'll just, I'm obviously joking, but I'll be like, you don't love me. And so I died. <laughs> and then I'll just go limp and pretend to be dead. And Ross will be like, you're not dead. And I'll be like, this time, like, uh, one time I'll be like, one time I'll really be dead. And I'll just lie there and pretend to be dead. <laughs> No, but James does this thing sometimes where, like, because I'm completely, I don't notice anything. Like, I'd be the world's worst detective. Like, I notice jack shit, but, like, I'll, we'll be cuddling at bed or something and he'll just stop, like, hold his breath and stop breathing. Mm. And I won't notice. And he's, like, just curious to notice, to, to see if you'd notice if I died. You wouldn't. You I'm wouldn't? Like, no. You know? <laughs> yeah, Ross doesn't always notice, but I do do it a lot. <laughs> one time I said if I, I di- never notice <laughs> one time I said if I actually died how long would it take you to notice he's like we've well, done it so many a times week. he was like it'd be a good 20 minutes at least <laughs> I think it was good to be honest because like a lot of the time James does it when we're like when if he's awake and if I'm dozing well, mm. no he does it when, when we're going to sleep yeah so if he died then I probably wouldn't notice until morning yeah and even then, like, depending on what day it was, I might get up and, you know, go to work and not notice until I came back. <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Lazy Bones. Oh, just Mr. Dead Bones. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do normally, like, he normally wakes up when I wake up. This is really weird, boring content. Uh, but, you know, then I'll be like, do you want a goodbye kiss if you're awake? But then I'll ask very quietly, and if he doesn't stir, I'll just leave. Mm. So I probably wouldn't, yeah, it probably would take until the next day after Those goodbye kisses in the morning when they've got bad morning breath. They always are. Well, James doesn't really get that morning breath. Oh, God. He's Ross. just really perfect. Really, really perfect. Oh, God. Ross gets the worst morning breath. Like, literally, like, bent in before, like, night. And not night. Bye. Oh, my God. Literally. Oh, my God. If one of us dies today, this is my last thought of you. You being a disgusting <laughs> human. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, <I'll> God. <laughs> anyway. So, should we leave it there for today? Yeah, Kathy's um, in with the all worked up. She's very stressed. <laughs> There's been Kathy's a fight. Kathy's at starting. 
Kathy is beginning her friend her her rages. Okay. Which, okay, She's we're beginning going her to frenzy. <laughs> her frenzy of rages. Mm. The season of rages, we'll call it. <clears throat> Love it. Yeah. So ne- maybe that's what we'll call next episode, the season of rages. Yeah. We'll go into it more then. Mm. And uh, I will say as well, like the way it's written and also because Kathy is a bit of a prick, it is presented as that she is putting it all on. But just to the extent at which she goes, she's clearly mentally unstable. Mm. So the Linton's not actually too bad, but Nellie is needs to have her bitch break again during it because she doesn't handle it very well. Big topics, we won't go too into it, but is it kind of like that thing when, um, say, someone's like a serial killer and then they're assessing whether they're like, you know, mentally unstable in court when they're like putting the prosecution against them? And you're kind of a bit like, well, their actions aren't the actions of a sane person, aren't they? So I kind of get what, what you're saying, like whether they get the concept of what they did was truly wrong. But in order to do certain actions, you gotta be a little bit mentally ill. You gotta have something going on. I mean, they do establish the fact. Um, that's a spoiler. We'll go to the next episode. We'll <laughs> we, we'll see next time, guys. Shall I do the plugs for you, Kay? Yeah. So just a quick, like, little recap. Oh, yeah. We were quite um tangenty mm. Kathy is starting mm. her rages Edgar and um, Heathcliff had like a bit of a fisticuff <laughs> and so they're, they're, that that bo- I mean it never was a bond but you know they kind of maintained a civil part a civil relationship for Kathy is broken yep. and so Kathy is going into her rages because she's upset that these two people in her life can't be involved, like you know around each other yep. but obviously she wants them in her life mm. and so begins Kathy's season of rages she must die we shall carry on but the doctor said she can't be riled up so that's what I'm calling yeah. next time. I'm calling a death. Yeah. Like guys, maybe. if you have liked what you've heard here today, then uh, you can track us down on most social media platforms. We've got, I'm really not sticking with this accent. We have got Instagram where we are. Um, I'm not going to do the handles. Just look up on Classical, guys. You'll find us. So we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can email at us at email.unclassical at gmail.com. And if you want to be awesome and join the likes of Karen and uh, support us on Patreon and be an absolute babe, you can find us by just just Google Patreon and Unclassical and uh, we'll come right up. Well, I think that's it, guys. I do have to question, because up until this point, we've always been doing our full-on plugs, like find us at unclassical underscore Mm. podcast and everything, and it's like... No, no one searches for things by typing in the actual handle. So why does every podcast do it? Just say, look, you know our name. Look us up. I know why. Because they want to show off because they managed to get the same handle on every social media platform. Well, Twitter only allows so many characters, okay? And it was already taken on Facebook. So, all right, well done. You got there first. Fuck you. Just look up on Classical, okay? Just look up on Classical and look for our faces. God, yeah. selfish. God, God, fuck you. God. God. <laughs> God. Anyway. Yes, thank you for tuning in this week. Yeah. We shall be back. I don't know why we say week. We do the release every week now, don't we? Yeah. Of each seat, of each book. So yeah, we will be out back next week mm. with more antics between Kathy and Heathcliff. Oh. Oh, what will the scoundrels get to next time? <laughs> Check it out then, She's guys. Gonna, she gets dark next week, guys. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye. For fuck's sake. Bye.